morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. What's going on, my Boom Factor family out there in the worldwide world? I pray that you had a restful, blessed night. It's still early in the wee wee hours for me, like 4 in the morning. Uh, I have to go to the doctor this morning to... Uh, there's the orthopedic for my wrist. I don't know if they're going to put a cast on it or not. I know I've been in extremely pain. You know, it's pain. Taking these Tylenols and stuff, man, that's been knocking me out. To be honest with you, yesterday I didn't take anything because I had to get that office and stuff straight and have some type of life in me. But I got that partially done. And so, um... Sitting here checking out the news, my lord, it's always something. It's gonna always be something, y'all. So I'm not surprised. It's just ironic how we have we have a president that instead of just saying, okay, this is what we're gonna do, he just wants to put blame on somebody else. We 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 passed that. <laughs> we passed the blaming situation, and it's all stemming from the protests. You know, he's not outright sane, but you got to read between the lines. You know, and he he states that the rioting and the violence is due to the protests, and that's what he means to want to clean up the streets. You know, so many words, get the protesters off the street. That's what he's saying. And, uh, and just a lot of as a president, you know, the Bible says your kingdom going to be how the king is. And in the Bible, we had several bad kings that really, really tasked the people, divided the people. And then overall, yeah, some really, really good kings. Okay, so... They are there, and they will be there until this old earth disappears and a new one comes. So, um, until then, we just have to keep going forward, but just be on alert. Now, I've seen this on the news, and he is never get his facts straight. You know, and I'm going to do some research myself. I'm just going to let you guys hear what the news came up with when they had the crime analysis pull up some numbers just to see what is he talking about. Because he said that the cities that are run by Democrats have the most crime. Well, they had crime all over the United States, especially not during this time, this pandemic. And um, he, the, and the analysts also stated that fewer the crimes was not pertaining few 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 the crimes that he's trying to pinpoint have not been because of the protests. The protests have been peaceful. It's the agitators in a in a Antifas that's been paid by the government going into these protests and doing all this damage to to disregard the real reason why the protest is out there. The protests, the Black Lives Matter protests, okay, is there 
for police reform, social injustice, and equality for the black race. Period. But as always, people want to tag along, piggyback on an issue that they don't even care about. People that's out there destroying the properties and riotings, they don't have nothing to do with the movement. Please, people, don't get that twisted. They don't have nothing to do with it. And as a president, I will identify it. Every citizen has the right to exercise their freedom of speech and protest. And I want to send a warning to those that are infiltrating these proud citizens that are protesting on behalf of their social injustice and economic inequality to stay out of their movement. And this is what's going to happen to you. If I was the president, this is what I would be saying. But no, um, it's investigated. You know, um, the cops, well, yeah, they could have handled it a little better. But, you know, it's just like a golf game. You, you miss, you miss. How can you miss somebody shooting them seven times in the back? There's no missing with that. Like the, like the interviewer asked him, how, why are you comparing this with the, a golf game? You you comparing a life to a golf game? Oh man, that's harsh. That just make you scratch your head. It's like oh my gosh. And then they showed the image with the guy just walking around with the gun. He literally ran around the police, right? With the with 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 a uh, a machine. Well, I said an AK an AK an AK forty seven. I guess that's what they call it. The the um, rifle. They're showing a video where this young man running towards the police with the gun on him. And others that's out there. And it was like, you want some water? You want some water? If that was a black young boy with a with a rifle on his shoulder running towards the police, they would have stopped that police car and shot him automatically. Y'all know this. Oh, but because he was there with a group of anti-protesters that's supposed to protect buildings... You're supposed to be protecting buildings in the in the city property. Why you have to have a gun with real bullets that shot two handsome young men? And it wasn't black. One of them looked like they had probably Indian in them, and one was mixed. But you but they wasn't pure black. But he shot these two young men dead. And they said another one was injured. So I mean, right with that, you guys. Now, if that was a black man with that rifle on him, running towards the police, they are, I think they're going to charge him with first-degree manslaughter or a attempt, but that's underneath investigations. They got all kind of um, GoFunds running. Well, it's not, they say it's like a GoFund, but it's a Christian. Now, this is a Christian group. They raised over $200,000 for the young man attorney fees. Because they state that he was just out there doing what he was told. And he shouldn't be prosecuted. Oh, wow. Really? Well, why not raise up $200,000 for the Jake um, 
the Blake family? Why not raise over $200,000 for Bianca Taylor family? Why not raise up $200,000 for for George Floyd family? Well, I'm sure they get in uh, restitution on that. You know, but they even thinking about letting uh, Officer Chauvin loose. He didn't plead it and they're thinking about it. Because it wasn't his fault because he was already on on they claiming that George Floyd was already in a health situation. Okay, so if you come up with that conclusion that he already was suffering from breathing, why in the hell you put your hand your knee on his neck then? That I don't I don't I don't see how you caught up an EMT to help him before that escalated like that. Yeah, they showed a video talking about before he was out. They were they had him in the car. First of all, why did you take the well they say he was he's tall. He's a tongue he's a tall, young, handsome black man. And he couldn't fit in the car. And the way they was pushing him in the car, he was telling them, Why y'all handling me like this? Sir? I can't breathe. So they took him out the car. So in between them taking him out the car and putting him on the ground, that's a whole nother story now. So now they're saying because at that stage before Officer Chauvin put his knee on his neck, he was already in the the motion of cardiac arrest. So literally, Chauvin did not kill him. Oh, man. Boy, y'all see how they trying to turn this thing around? Are y'all serious? Are y'all really... Are you guys going to really, really insult our intellect? Are you going to really think you're going to whitewash this one? Are you really, really think that you're telling us that we're looking at the videos, we're hearing what y'all just allowing us to see on the news, and even with the little bit they're showing us, our eyes is open. I think they have a whole... 100 million of Americans that have seen this video, and you're going to tell us, all of us, our eyes ain't seeing what we seen? That this man had his knee on his neck and killed him on live television? On live recording? You know, live video, but they put it on TV. So, that's what y'all saying? And now y'all gonna, y'all thinking about? They're considering it. That's what, they, that's what the report said. They're considering it relieving him oh my god you know what that's gonna do to the black community do do they really really want this revolt really This is so critical times. That's why God say 911, state of emergency, black nation. 911, state of emergency. Don't get too happy. Don't get happy because some doggone statues they didn't pull down. That don't mean nothing. Cause like our Minister Farrakhan say, okay, y'all, y'all crying about the federal flag and the statues. But what about the Jim Crow law in the in the in the Ku Klux Klan that was underneath the American flag? In all the laws and the acts that have passed in the in the house that they're doing, and y'all better go on Congress.gov 
and see these new bills that's being presented to the house to pass. And it's not for our favor, you guys. Not the working people. Even not the working lower class, uh, the working, the middle class. They're wiping the middle class out. They keep saying, oh, we want to do this for the middle class. There's no more middle class. I see it before me every year doing taxes. They didn't pay. They, they also, I, I know I'm going to go on Facebook Live and do a, um, a business report. Because now they didn't pass. I'm going on something else. But I want y'all to hear this news this news report on the next episode. I'm going to put it on the next episode. But y'all know I got to do my little morning rant. On, on the business side for your people payroll, the payroll taxes are cut, right? So that means now if you're going to work, you may see a little bit more money on your check. But newsflash people... Next year, April 2021, the employers is deferred now, but the employers still have to pay that tax next year for 2020 tax season. And guess who's going to help pay it? You guys, the employees. So you better watch your paycheck because you're going to have a boomerang effect next year when tax time comes. You see what I'm saying? We don't, all this stuff that's going on behind closed doors. I'm going to strive my best to get back into the loop to let y'all know what's going on. Because it's going to affect the economy against us. And that's what the protest is about. Social injustice, as we see. They put us in this group, minorities, um, black people, you're not a minority anymore. Why you think all this is popping up? Hispanics, Latino, you're not a minority anymore. If anything, the white, well, I was watching this DNA thing, and white people, you're not white. You're pink. My my pink sisters and brothers. <laughs> so is is I'm not gonna say white privilege anymore. Pink privilege privilege <laughs> but yeah that's why they're holding on and fighting so tight because they know they're not the mon- they're they're not the majority anymore and 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 people of color have already always have been the majority but according to their society division and how they place themselves over any other nationality. It's like there are the trailblazers. So follow us. This is what we're going to do. No, 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 no. Y'all have, like Tamika say, y'all have looted us from the beginning. The violence started from you guys from the beginning. You are the looters. White supremacy. The white privilege. You have been a looters. You have been looting the people, the black people, for over 450 years. And enough is enough. 
And when I saw that, I said, oh, my gosh. It's like each tax season going to get worse and worse. It's like, my Lord, what's happening? They then took money from the Social Security. They don't need to take no more Social Security out of my check. If I work, go work for a job, I want all my money. Because they say by 2023, the Social Security fund will be exhausted. Oh, really? How is that possible? How is that possible? Y'all show, y'all feeding the the Wall Street with the federal money. Y'all feeding that to keep that going. It's no possible way. How in the world, in the middle of a pandemic, Wall Street, the Dow Jones, keep going up and up and up when nobody is not... Don't have a stable job. Nobody's done. My my sister told me we have our family wellness checkup every Sunday. And she told us that they told them they're not coming back to work till next year in June. What? Next June? And she was concerned. She said, I wonder if they know something we don't know. Of course they do. The higher up, the VPs and the CEOs of these corporations are in connection with the secret society and the higher up, the, the ones that are really have their hands in the control of this whole financial and economical um, pot. And if they want to be in the know, they're going to have to do what they say. But they also warn them. Now, those that don't know, they're going to take precaution because, yeah, they care about their their employees. You know, some businesses have the clothes. Some they're free, fuller. I know another organization that's supposed to be receiving all this money, they fall on their employees. Okay, so now you done got all this money from the PP loan and the EIDL loan to supposed to maintain and keep employees. Right? And now you are laying them off? Whoa. But I can understand on the business side too because the money that came in, they can use it for paying a expenses, rent expenses, anything that's for the business, you you can do that and keep employees. So within that eight-week time, that's what they did. And I'm sure most of all the businesses, man, you, you don't have no money coming in for almost two months. You know how that's a killing crush right there. Because you still got to pay that overhead expenses. You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to let you guys, um, because I got to get ready. I got to be at this hospital, my Lord, for 7, 7, 7.30. So I got to leave here at least about 6. I don't know how the traffic is in the morning. And I have to go on the, like, the other side of town to this hospital or to this doctor's office and within this hospital clinic to get my hands taken care of. So, you guys continue on and have a blessed and awesome day. And I pray that y'all kind of enjoy my little mini. Y'all got the live version uh, <laughs> of my experience, my cancer encounter, and how God just supernaturally just sustained me and kept me. And um, 
Don't forget to go out there and get that wellness check. Men, you need to go every year. My brothers, come on, take care of yourself. Sisters, you need to go every year. The way things rolling back and forth in this in this America, this country, you might want to go twice a year. Let's go and take care of ourselves. All right? And even in the midst of this pandemic, you can go and get yourself checked. I've been in a different hospitals, and it's not as bad as what they're putting on television. The COVID case that they do have is is in an isolated um, section of the hospital. The traffic and the emergency and all of that, it didn't kind of calm down, even though they keep saying the case is going up and up. I believe it's because they re- they are receiving the data, and then half those test results coming back, they have to get retested because they was faulty. Okay? So I'm just encouraging you all. Um, the COVID is real. It is real. I mean, man, I, I, I didn't have friends and in, in, uh, not family members so far. Everyone that have passed that's connected with me um, have passed with some type of natural causes. It's only three, I think, four people that I know of that was close to the family. That was, well, I guess they're still family. They're in-laws, I guess. You know, my sister, um, like my daughter, husband, um, then we had my daughter's best friend, my other daughter's best friend, dad. I had um, one of my friends' mother pass of COVID, and then I had a cousin. Um, so it's real, okay? It's real. It's not. It's getting real. It's real. It's out there. But just like flu is still out there, all these other um, viruses that have came and came and went, Ebola is still out there. Okay, it just didn't do the damage that it tried to do, and they isolated and did a good job with that. And I really believe in my heart, if they would have just kept the country shut down for those last three weeks of May and then June. Well, it really wasn't May that we would have flattened the curve. But what happened? They didn't, we wasn't in no flattened curve stage. Matter of fact, we was, it was that little mountain was rising. <laughs> so how in the world are you going to open back and then you're going to say a soft opening? No. You're going to open back the cities. With the COVID-19 spiking up like it's a firecracker. And don't expect cases to be increased. Wow. That that was really, really, that's something. And I do commend, and I want to say this to anybody that's out there. With the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesting. Hats off to you because... From what I'm seeing, they're showing on TV, every person had a mask on. So when that attorney general was going back and forth with Fauci, trying to get him to say because the protest, that's why the virus increased. And I'm proud of um, Fauci stating, and he said, he said, I don't know 
what you trying to get me to say? I don't have no evidence with that. But what I can say is, if you are in a crowd, you must have a mask on. You must be social distancing six feet apart to stop the spread of the COVID-19, the coronavirus. And they was going back and forth, back and forth. I don't know if y'all saw that clip just go on YouTube. Then go back and forth, back and forth. And Fauci just took his head, put his hand over his forehead, and he put his head down and shook it like, I don't believe this is happening. Because I saw what was happening. He was trying to put it on record that the Black Lives Matter movement caused the increase. So they can have something else on the files with the FBI to have this black movement once again on a terrorist list against America. It's there. I didn't I didn't pull it up. It's they have a whole document. See, no, y'all not gonna hear all this on TV. They're not gonna show you. You gotta do research, you guys. They are coming up with all kind of bills to get passed in the house. And that's why I'm telling everybody, once again, once again, go because you have an opportunity to vote for your senator again and your congressman again. Okay? And you need to vote these people out. They're not rallying for your concerns. And the ones that I saw in this district, not now, one of them have the HR authority on their list. And I showed, sent a letter, because you go on their website, they, they, they actually type your name in and your address or whatever, and what is your concerns? Or what is the message? Or do you agree? They have, like, different steps. Do you agree with this? this no. First, it's going to show you uh, his agenda. It's going to show you your Congress agenda, what he's rallying for, how he's going to take care of your community, and, and, and he is the voice for you. Okay, so you're going to see everything that he is in agreement with. Well, they had two items on there that I did not agree with. I, I signed a petition against it. And then I saw where he didn't have not one time, he did not have the HR for the bill on his agenda at all. So I requested that he put that on his agenda because I am a citizen in this district and I'm concerned and the HR 40 bill represents the black nation and I believe in reparation. Now, I got a response stating that they received my concerns and the Senator um, John Cohen will contact me. And we're going to get that ball rolling over here in this district. Yes, we are. And that's all you have to do, you guys. And he will not get my vote if I don't see that on his agenda. I'm going to vote him out. I'm going to vote for somebody else. See, this is where our power come in at. See, this is why they say your vote matters. Okay? People, your vote matters. Why? It's because you have the power to say A, B, C, D, F, G. And then you got to keep the pressure. And sometimes you got to go before the courthouse and make some noise. Rattle a little feathers. Draw attention and let other people join the voice. That's just how it's been all through the ages. You guys, this is nothing new. So don't let nobody try to put fear in you telling you can't use your voice and you can't protest. You can't demand rights. Yes, you can. Yes, you can.
Okay? Yes, you can. So y'all go ahead on next episode. Y'all check out um, this, <laughs> what didn't happen. And um, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I'm sure y'all probably have seen it. But I'm going to just let y'all hear this. Um, I'm going to go to the ABC News also. NBC News, for some apparent reason, every time I go on YouTube, it just pops up. You know, and I'm really not finding NBC News because of what they did to my boy Bill Cosby. I really don't like how they went down and come to find out he was about to buy that station. They don't want no black man on no NBC. Well, come on. I just feel you should have did like Oprah. Get your own. And even she said she had to fight to get her own station. You see? But see, that's ownership. And that's what the right privilege don't want black the black nation to have. They don't want us to have ownership. Because, see, when you have ownership, you have power. Now, they have a lot of black individuals that are successful and have millions and dollars. But guess what? What is their ownership? What rank do they have in this society, this hierarchy, white privilege mountain that has been created? What part do they play where they can have enough power and influence to make a change? Some have done it. Some is doing it, but we have so much more to be done. And don't forget, the state of emergency, 911, three-day fast is coming up. And I've seen where the best dates will probably be around the Yom Kippur when we come before God in atonement to start off the new year as a fresh year and make our request known unto him. And I believe that's going to be the 27, 28, and 29. I was looking on the calendar. So I'm going to be saying that every day up to that three-day fast, reading the scriptures, going before God. This is a 911 state of emergency for the black nation. Okay? Much love to you guys. Peace. And uh, check out the news feed on the next episode. All right. anti-American riots, while Democratic officials in Wisconsin warned his trip there could upset a fragile peace. All of it as the president and Joe Biden clash over who best can keep America safe. We have two reports tonight, beginning with NBC's Jeff Bennett. Tonight, a presidential visit dividing Kenosha, Wisconsin, a city shaken by unrest, sparked by the police shooting of Jacob Blake. And we're going to help them a lot. Despite pleas from local officials that he stay away, the president used the visit to a key battleground state to press his hardline law and order campaign message. We have to condemn the dangerous anti-police rhetoric. It's getting more and more. It's very unfair. Uh, you have some bad apples. I said it yesterday. I said it last night. They're under tremendous pressure. He's referring to a Fox News interview Monday night where he compared the actions of the Kenosha police officer who fired seven shots into Blake's back to a golfer missing a putt. Shooting the guy in the back many times, I mean, couldn't you have done something different? But they choke, just like in a golf tournament. 
They miss a three-foot... You're not comparing it to golf because, of course, that's what the media... I'm saying people choke. Ahead of his visit, the president refused to condemn 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse, believed to be a Trump supporter who's charged with shooting and killing two anti-racism protesters, 36-year-old Joseph Rosenbaum and 26-year-old Anthony Huber. President Trump appeared to justify Rittenhouse's actions. It's under investigation, but... uh, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed, but it's under, it's under investigation. Joe Biden blasting the president, blaming him for stoking violence. I think that the words of a president matter. And when they breathe hate, hatred, those folks are hiding under the rocks, come out. The Biden campaign in a statement today saying the president of the United States is bizarrely highlighting the unrest and division he has stoked, refusing to condemn violence committed by his own supporters. An election year fight over who can keep America safe, prolonging one city's pain. Jeff Bennett, NBC News, the White House. This is Gabe Gutierrez in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where amid cheers for first responders, President Trump's supporters line the streets. I just will tell him, keep doing what you're doing, keep fighting for our country, keep fighting for our rights. He's obviously coming here to try to lift people up and say, I notice you, I know what's going on here, we're here to help. But today, this proud Midwestern town of 100,000 seemed more like two cities. We don't want a political statement. We want a conversation with answers. We want a conversation with answers. That's all we want. That's all we want. 62 days before the election, but just nine days since the police shooting of Jacob Blake. I'm sucking up all the pain we have just to stand on our square till we get justice for little Jake. Today. Blake's uncle joined a peaceful gathering in the neighborhood where an officer shot the 29-year-old in the back seven times. If you could speak to the president, what would you tell him? It's too late, bro. He's had four years in that office. He's done nothing but spill hate out of his mouth that bled down to police forces, brutalizing black people. President Trump says he spoke with a Blake family pastor, but would not meet with them because the president says they wanted a lawyer present. Timothy Tompkins, a Marine Corps veteran, lives down the street. Why do you think the president came to Kenosha? Because he's divisive. It's a photo op. Kenosha's putting itself together. Kenosha cares and Kenosha's strong without Donald Trump. It's unclear when or if police reform will come to Wisconsin. Republican lawmakers convened a special session this week to discuss the issue at the governor's request. It lasted less than one minute. Oh, wow. Peter? One minute? Dang. Gabe Gutierrez in Kenosha tonight. Gabe, thank you. For weeks, the president has said violence is out of control in cities run by Democrats. But we wanted to make sure that you have the facts. Is there a difference in the crime rate in cities run by Democrats versus those led by Republicans? Tom Costello now with the latest in our series, America's Cities, Fact versus Fiction. Amid national protests over racial inequality and policing, President Trump has often repeated the same claim. The top 10 most dangerous cities in America are run by Democrats. 20 worst, the 20 most dangerous are Democrat run, worse than Honduras, 
worse than Afghanistan. The reality check, homicide rates are up in many cities run by both Democrats and Republicans, up 13% in Republican-led Miami, up 34% in Democrat-led New York, up 29% in Republican-run Tulsa through June, up 31% in Democrat-led Phoenix through July. In Republican-led Fort Worth, police report a 50% increase in homicides just this year. We've got challenges just as well as other large and small uh, metropolitan areas. Uh, we're doing the best that we can with the resources that we have. In Democrat-led Oakland, a 26% increase. Cities across this country, major city chiefs, are saying the exact same thing. The amount of guns, the amount of gun crime, the significant increases. Crime experts say the pandemic and economic fallout are big factors in driving the murder rate higher. Roughly 70% of America's 100 biggest cities are led by Democrats, the rest by Republicans or others. Former CIA officer Jeff Asher now analyzes crime data. President claims this is pretty much only a problem in Democratic cities. Is that accurate? Well, the data that we have right now says that that's not accurate. We're seeing about a 25% increase in all cities, the 14 cities that are run by Republicans. Very similar change on average of the cities that are run by Democrats. Very few murders have been connected to the protests over racial inequality. Police report outside agitators from both the left and the right have often turned those protests violent. Over the weekend, the president tweeted that D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, clean up D.C. or the federal government will do it for you. When a president attacks American cities, he's attacking America. And the job of the president is to unite us, not to divide us. Some cities have actually seen a decrease in homicides this year. Peter? Tom Costello with the facts tonight. Tom, thank you. Now to the coronavirus and a challenging start to the school year. Today, Miami-Dade reported a cyber attack disrupted online classes there. And the nation's largest district, New York City, said it's delaying the start of in-person classes for more than one million students as part of a deal to try to avoid a teacher strike. Here's Ann Thompson. Okay, y'all, I'm going to pause for a second. It just came to me, too. Like the mayor of D.C. stated, and that is so true. I'm just thinking, we are a country, a free country, the United States of America. The president is supposed to keep America safe from outside, outside threats from coming inside. But we have a president that's battling within itself. That has divided itself. That have sparked up to say, hey, we are white privilege. And I'm just going to break it down. That's all they're saying. They're using all these fancy words. But this is what he's saying. White people, I'm going to get you back where you belong. White privilege, you will have. We're going to clean up the streets. And it's going to be run the way we say it's going to be run. That's my interpretation of all of this, you guys. And it's sad. You have a country that's diverse. You have a country that have um, all different nationalities that have came that made this country so beautiful, so colorful. The cultures that have been combined together so lovely. 
the innovativeness of the creation of all sorts of technology and art and music and food and travel. This is our country, y'all. This is the beauty that God made. It's not Trump country. This is the Lord's country. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. All them that dwell therein belongs to Jehovah. And this is the words that need to be coming out of the president's mouth. Not just saying, oh, well, the people of the United States of America are not supposed to depend on the politicians. They're supposed to trust in God. Wow. Okay. So if they're supposed to trust in God, you're supposed to trust in God too. And listen to what he say, right? You need to get in that Bible instead of having the inveterable Christians that's by your side just patting you on your back and praying on your head. That it's going to be all right. You, you, you're a good president. No, somebody need to go before him and say, thus said the Lord like Samuel. Give me a ticket to go meet him. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. There's nothing else you can do to me. Well, what you going to do to me? FBI, CIA, ATIFA, whatever all them other acronyms they have for the president. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm here. I'm little old me. Only thing, well, what else you, what else the devil can use to destroy me? What, lock me up, put me in a little, uh, a hole for the rest of my life? But I still have my messages. What, you going to try to shut down all my stuff? Because I'm telling you the truth. If you really want to see a change, be fair. Get up there and say, look, black lives matters. Don't be saying, well, it's going to be under the investigation. You know, why? Because it don't matter to him. Because in his mind, with his society, in the way how they have structured things. White is right. Nobody else saying, no, that's not true. We're going to make America great. Well, right now, America's thinking and America is being laughed at from all other countries. And don't just think, you guys, America is dealing with this racial injustice. I have videos and seen where all other countries, they are doing Black Lives Matter movement. It's on my feed. I put it on my feed. Just go in, go open up and search for Black Lives Matter. And everything that I have spoken of, I try to put it in my description. It's going to pop up. And through that, you'll see where I have um, recorded different situations all over the country in london in even in israel in you know what i'm saying in australia in italy they have these little sparks of right privileges scenarios with racial injustice popping up okay and that just my little commentary on that part and not a, the news for the school that's crazy right there they, 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 come on y'all don't y'all think that was going to happen anyway what makes y'all think that sending the children to school in the middle of a pandemic that they're not going to get they're not going to get COVID oh man that's what are they thinking I think all of them smoked the wrong kind of weed that's what happened 
they they got their artificial kind. And in, in, in behind closed doors, they getting high, and now they got to stand before the camera and report and be these white-collar informers. And that, 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 man, they done smoked their own stuff. <laughs> they done smoked their own stuff, y'all. Something ain't right with that. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Later. in-person classes for more than one million students as part of a deal to try to avoid a teacher strike. Here's Ann Thompson. In New York City, it's 80,000 public school teachers will go back to class. The union and the city agreeing today to push back the first day of school from September 10th. Instead, on September 16th, an online-only transitional period starts. Then on September 21st, in-person and remote classes will begin. The key, random monthly testing of 10 to 20% of students and adults at each school. Every single school will have testing. It will be done every single month. It will be rigorous. God forbid there is any sort of a problem. We can deal with it quickly so that we don't have a problem, a bigger problem. The nation's largest district will go 100% online if the city's COVID positivity rate hits 3% or higher. Today, it is 1.33. North of Boston, simmering tensions in Andover. Public school teachers there refuse to go into buildings Monday, uncertain they are truly safe. My highest concern is my members and my students' safety. The district called the refusal an illegal work stoppage. The union said teachers worked just outside. And tonight, a cyber attack on Florida's Miami-Dade County school system, marring the first two days of virtual classes. We're doing our very best to mitigate the impact, while at the same time, simultaneously address issues that were unpredictable, some of them with malicious intent behind them. Federal and state authorities are investigating as across the country, officials try to keep systems and students safe. Ann Thompson, NBC News, New York. While so many schools are struggling to reopen here in the U.S., students in other parts of the world are back in the classroom. Mm. Richard Engel tonight on what other countries have done differently and the lessons Americans could learn. In Wuhan, in China, the original epicenter of the coronavirus, 1.4 million children went back to school today in masks, passing through infrared scanners to check wow. their body temperature. The city ramping up testing capacity in case of a spike. In May, officials tested this entire city of 11 million in just three weeks. In France, President Emmanuel Macron took to Instagram to warn children the virus is still out there and to take precautions. Children 11 and up and teachers and staff also required to wear masks in the classrooms. In the United Kingdom, no masks in the classroom, the education system deeming them to have a negative impact on teaching. Rub it together in between all your fingers. There's always going to be that worry, but then life has to go on, so we're back here together. Masks are recommended in hallways and communal areas, and British children are divided into what are called bubbles, where they can interact freely. If a student tests positive, the whole bubble goes into quarantine. Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who had COVID, has been saying missing school outweighs the COVID risk. Do you think the school is safe? Uh, yeah. 
Many different approaches, no perfect answers. In Africa, most schools remain closed. In Germany, schools reopened last month, but several have had to shut because of outbreaks. Peter? All right, Richard Engel, thank you very much. Back home now, a desperate search is under... Wow. So, as you see, that America politicians and I'm going by I'm not even going to say American politician the president is is striving to stay ahead of the game to compete against these other countries but these other countries took care of their people if you go on the website these other other these other countries still have stimulus um checks going to their citizens they made them stay home uh, businesses didn't have to go through all the rigmarole that the the business owners and entrepreneurs and independent contractors had to go through, and still they have a lot of individuals did not get any of their resources. Even myself, I'm still waiting. And now they are in a position where they can open back up. They have the uh, safety cautions in place. And so, oh, well, the other countries are open up. We got to open up. <laughs> no, it don't go like that. It's for each country. And what is the diagram looks like in your country, in your cities and states? Where is COVID? I know out here in Houston, they say it's still high. Man, I just don't know. But since everything is opening up, man, we didn't pass the shopping centers now. I mean, they you can see the cars back out there again. Restaurants, oh my gosh, the restaurants has been over the parking lot has been overloaded, and all of it is not drive through or drive curbside. Cause we do curbside, we get something out to eat. You know, we we order from curbside. Oh, we had went to um, Texas Roadhouse. Oh my gosh. The best, you hear me? The steak melt in your mouth. I gotta put a review on for them. It was real good. They did a good job. And that was curbside. We ordered our food to go. I'm not gonna sit in a restaurant. No, I'll go out. I'll go outside. I'll go outside a place. You know, like when we was in the hotel, we went, we was, we stayed in the room. Ain't no back and forth, up and down. <laughs> Once we got in that room, we stayed in that room. It was time for us to leave out. We left out and we went out. We took the children to the park and let them run around because the children need that. The children need that outside connection, you know, to nature, you guys. So you got to get them out. And so whatever we have done, we always done it outside. And we had our masks on, okay? We keep our hands inside. It's like I have a little pouch. I keep it with me. My wipes, hand sanitizer, mask, and now I got some spray. 
So I got the spray. And I keep it with me. But by now, I had told, I told my family, I said, we're immune now. I mean, because everybody got in contact with somebody. We just didn't know, y'all. We didn't know they had COVID. And if you started having them symptoms, you had it, but your immune system fought it off. My immune system fought it off, even though I'm in high risk because I'm a cancer survivor. But I'm free from cancer. As of two weeks ago, hey, 15 years clean. And all the pain and aches and everything I felt at the beginning, I'm sure I probably had COVID when I had left um, the outbreak when they had to stay at home order and I was still trying to go to work. But then when they stopped the bus lines, that's the only reason why I wasn't able to finish my tax season at Jackson Heard. But I also was feeling weaker and weaker to the point where, man, I got to talk about that. That was not a good experience. And from what I was reading online, and even when I was talking to the doctor, she would say, well, you never have fever. I never had a fever. So they would not acknowledge that maybe you had COVID because you're supposed to have a fever. Well, I never had a fever, but I had all the symptoms. I had the aches in my body. I couldn't move. Some days I couldn't even move. And my da- my daughter told me, and that's how she started pulling me out the house, like like coming around June and the end of May and June. She said, "Come on." So we started walking to the park and get some fresh air, which I was going out on my patio, but it it still was a difference. And I think I needed that strength because what happened in June. My mom caught a stroke and she died. So I had to build up my strength to deal with that. But overall, you guys, all of us got in contact with COVID. We had it. Nobody ain't going to tell me 99.999% that everybody in America had a touch of that COVID. They're just like the flu. And people don't even realize flu. Flu killed so many millions of people, and they didn't even they didn't even uh, announce it. You can go on the CDC and see that for yourself. What made this um what made this virus so deadly? Because it went straight for the respiratory system, so it caused people not to be able to breathe. To the point where they needed help. And once they get that tubaliz that tuba, they call it tubalization. Once you get that tube in you, you done. Now some people fought it, but that is not a good feeling. Oh my lord. My mom was recovering fine. And I don't know what's smart. Because my, even my sister was like, she didn't even understand why they put the tube back in her. Because she had missed a heartbeat. Check her valves. But no, they went stuck that tube back up in her. And I know how my mama is. And I know how she was unconsciousness. She was in there screaming and hollering. Don't let them put this tube back in me. When they put that tube back in her, y'all, that's what took my mom's life. Everybody ain't going to tell me nothing different. When we left that hospital, my mama was at peace. She was resting. She was at peace. 
All them tubes was out of her. She was breathing on her own. She was looking good. They did tell us that she was paralyzed on one side. So I already knew. I was already making preparations to go and help my mom. And then within two days later, after we left, what? We get the phone call, what? What are you talking about? We just left. What are you talking about? She's she's gone. They gone. She's not breathing on her own. Well, first of all, who's who's who say put the tube in her? What? I Y'all, come on. She didn't die of COVID cuz they tested her. She was negative for that. If y'all have any high-risk family members, check on them. Okay? Check on them. Check on them, y'all. Okay? Oh, I check on them. I check on them. I I send a Facebook out every day. No, call them. Dial the telephone number and call them. If they don't answer, leave a message. Know their routine. If their routine is off, check on them, y'all. Everybody have a routine. You understand me? Me and my daughters, my children, we have a routine. If we don't hear from each other in so many days, we we trying to find out what's going on. Check on each other, y'all. That's all I'm asking. Check on each other. Okay? Check on each other. Because right now, we going to need each other. We're going to have to close ranks. And family is the community. Okay? My neighbor, I checked on her. I told her, I said, look, it's me. I'm going. Your daughter going to come in and take care of you through this hurricane. She, and she didn't even know the hurricane was coming. She got up and called her daughter on the phone. <laughs> I checked on my neighbors. My neighbor upstairs. They had left. Because they say they know how the ties um, rise up and she was like she said oh no we leaving my husband said we not staying and they live upstairs y'all you see so we check on each other even right here in this little quad don't be afraid to check on I don't care now Miss May she's an elderly Caucasian lady upstairs is Hispanic on the other side Hispanic uh, across from me is Caucasian Around here, everybody's very hospitable. That's why I like it back here. Everybody's really hos- uh, hospitable. They wave, say good morning, everything. So when we, they got this other man. I know his routine. He come early in the morning. He, he walks around. He go fishing and he come back. Then later on, he'll go to the store and he come back. I, I've, I've observed his routine. So if I don't see him a couple of days, I'm like, okay, what happened? And then the other day, Last week, right um, after we came back from the hurricane, the ambulance was out there, and my neighbor was on that stretch, and I'm like, "You all right?" So he he got some he got some um, some heart issues. So people with heart issues with that artificial veil and pacemaker, you got to check on them too, okay? And I'm just sharing that. I mean, I know some people don't care, but I care. I care about people. I love people. I do. I really do. I care about you. You know. 
I care about you because I care about me and I'm learning how to care about me even more than what I care about others. I care about people more than I cared about myself. And I allow myself. It's not nobody's fault. It's my fault. I blame myself for not taking me seriously with myself and take care of myself. And always putting myself last to make somebody first. To make sure they get what they desire get done. Thinking in return they're going to do the same, but it don't work that way. So you, so now understand, yeah, they got their stuff done because they looked out for themselves. They love themselves to the point that, hey, I'm going to get this done. But it's still a way you do it, people. You don't use people and manipulate people and lie to people and betray people to get what you want. You be fair. You really be fair. Don't keep asking me to do something and you're not even putting nothing on the table. When you know I have a business, you know I have a ministry. Your resources, okay, I don't mind doing none of that, but you have not offered not one time. Okay, I have these resources. Hey, would you like a spot on my TV show? Will you want to do a ministry? No, I already know why, because I'm too black. I already know that. I'm, I'm, I'm too rowdy. I'm too renegade-ish. <laughs> like somebody told me, yeah, you, you, you the one. You the prophet, because you're going to say, thus says the Lord. You're going to say what's really happening. See, they can't, they can't ruffle no feathers nowhere. Everything got to be mellow because, see, I need money from this one and that one. Yeah, I need all that money too, but I'm not going to sell my soul for it. I'm not going to sell my character and my integrity to bow down for some what? For some money? That ain't my God. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord, the King of Kings is my God. You see? A whole bunch of individuals. Now, I am getting requests from other people that's sending me requests to be part of ABCDFG, and I'm going to do it. I just need to get some other stuff in order because I know they have timelines, and I got to make sure my timeline don't over-exhaust myself, and I go into this rant thing, and before you know it, I'm back in the beginning from where I started trying to do too much. So I'm balancing myself. I'm, this is how Dr. D is taking care of herself. I'm balancing myself. I'm scheduling myself. If I have to do anything, I have it on a schedule. If anything pops up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to miss that one because guess what? It's, it's not in my timeline, and I know my limits. And until I get back to where I used to be or become better than what I used to be, let me rephrase that. Thank you, Lord. I'm becoming better than what I used to be. I can handle more at task, you see. I'm not just going to grab everything and then trying to eat it all and then choke on it. And I'm over here dying, gasping for air. <laughs> and nobody ain't around to help me. <laughs> and I'm suffocating myself. And then I'm going to get mad and start fussing at other people. No, it ain't their fault. It's my fault. <laughs> A lot of times things happen to us because it's our fault, y'all. That's, that's all it is. You know, and, and you're not going to go to hell. God is not going to punish you if you have to say no to people sometimes. You're not able to do it. Oh, I know you can do it. You always do it. I just, I just need it. This is it. I know you can. I'm not able to do it. And if they get mad, well, sorry. That means they never had you in best interest of their own vision or their own heart or compassion. You understand? 
Well, I went off on that rant, which I didn't plan on doing, but that's just how I felt with that situation. So, um, time for me to, yep, I got to get dressed and get ready to roll out of here. But, now take care of yourself, y'all. I'm going to keep saying that. Take care of yourself. Take care of your, if you're married, take care of your spouse. Take care of your children. And then make sure you take care of of your outside family, meaning anybody that's outside your house, everybody that lives within your house should be first priority. Everybody that's outside your house, secondary. And then out in the outer, outer courts, <laughs> meaning colleagues, business, work, cousins, Cousin-in-law, sister-in-law, stuff like that. If they're not immediately in your house, take care of them too. Check on them too. Okay? But first presidents, we worship God. Take care of yourself. Then you make sure you take care of your spouse. You take care of your children. Take care of your house. Always take care of your house before you go out the house. Whoa, that's a word in itself. Take care of your house before you going out the house. Okay? All right, later. taking place inside the U.S. and requires tens of thousands of healthy volunteers. Miguel Albuquerque has more. The final round of testing, known as Phase 3 clinical trials, underway tonight, are showing early signs of promise in what could become the world's first coronavirus vaccine. At testing sites across the country, participants will be given two shots, one month apart. 23-year-old Jacob Serrano is the first American to be dosed with either the vaccine candidate or a placebo. I'm hoping it could be the 100% cure. I'm hoping this could really just end it all. Researchers at Oxford, partnering with AstraZeneca, say the vaccine, a genetically altered virus, teaches the immune system to generate COVID-19 antibodies. With some 30,000 adult volunteers set to take place in the trials, the FDA says the vaccine needs to protect 50% of people to be considered effective. It could be distributed in phases, with healthcare workers and the vulnerable, like those with underlying health conditions, getting it first. So this one is one of the ones that's leading the race and is one of the ones that looks promising to get us that vaccine as soon as possible. With preliminary data on the vaccine's effectiveness expected around Thanksgiving, the U.S. coronavirus death toll is now over 185,000. For Jacob Serrano, it's personal. He's lost seven family members to COVID. Oh, wow. Do you think that wow. uh, what you're doing now could prevent future fatalities? That's the main reason I'm doing any of this. It's because I, I want to prevent that. I don't believe anyone deserves to lose their life, especially through a virus that we could have stopped. Tonight for all Americans, a reason for hope amid the loss. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News, Los Angeles. Mm. Now to the battle for your business as online shopping skyrockets through the pandemic. Walmart today announced that it's taking aim at its biggest competitor's most successful program, Amazon Prime. Here's Jolene Kent. Whoa. 
Tonight, Walmart is taking new aim at Amazon, the world's largest retailer launching Walmart Plus nationwide, an unlimited free store delivery service for orders over $35 starting what? September 15th. The price tag, $98 a year versus Amazon Prime at $119 oh, wow. a year with no shipping minimum. Walmart Plus hopes to build upon the already popular grocery service with orders surging in the pandemic by offering new perks that Amazon does not, like saving up to five cents a gallon at some gas stations and scanning items in Walmart stores with your phone and skipping the register. Oh, wow. We've seen a massive uptick in people wanting delivery. Some people wanting two-hour delivery, same day, or up to seven days in advance. And then for those times when people do want to go into the store, they want to be in and out uh, in the safest, quickest way possible. Yeah. But Walmart faces an uphill battle to dethrone Amazon Prime and its 150 million users worldwide, who, along with free two-day delivery and free grocery delivery, get thousands of streaming shows and movies. Just leave everything to me. Amazon, because of its 15-year head start on subscription, I think has the edge. That said, I think Walmart, if you're all about the best prices on grocery delivery. Plus, Amazon now receiving new FAA approval to deliver packages by drone what? in 30 minutes or less. What? Amazon says those drones are still in the testing phase. Meanwhile, Walmart tells me customers just want to be able to shop easily, safely, and contact-free. Peter? The delivery war is heating up. Joe Ling, thank wow. you very much. And up next right here, the mystery in the skies. Who is flying alongside airplanes in a jetpack? Wow. Y'all see what's happening out here? <laughs> Walmart battling my boy Jeff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is going to be interesting, you know. I have to definitely go and check my stocks up in Walmart because I'm sure them stocks that went up. I think I need to add another $100 to my stocks. Y'all need to go ahead and invest. Go ahead and buy a stock in Walmart and Amazon because right now they're bailing it out. <laughs> you know, but that's a good deal with Walmart. I mean, if you can have a membership and everything now, it's just like what it is, membership. You know, that giving me an idea to do something, you know. Because you're always shopping. I'm always shopping at Walmart. I mean, hey, some of the stuff, you know, but I still like to go in because they have more in-store sales than they have it online. So, um, sometimes Amazon prices is a little lower online when you go compared to um, a Walmart. But I do understand, like, for groceries and stuff, I, I'm, I'm still... To the point where I like to go and pick out my own fresh groceries and meats. You know what I'm saying? I got delivery here one time from Kroger, but that was like water. Um, it was non-essential things. Um, like juice. I had ran out of juice. <clears throat> and some cereal. But like fresh vegetables and stuff. Nah, I got to go pick up my own. I got to go do my own. So, I'm going to holler at you guys. Uh, I guess I, I'll spend a day with y'all today while I'm out. Let y'all know what's happening. And I'm just looking at my front door because my daughter came and I didn't get up. Y'all, I didn't have my front door open all night. Lord have mercy. See? Thank you, angels, for watching over me. I just look like, why is my latch that way? And I just remember she had came to get the baby. Um... 
court he was riding in. And um, I had that ceiling in the door for the hurricane so that water wouldn't get in at the bottom part. So you got to pull the door and turn it. And it was hard for her to do it because I know she had her hands full. And I told her, don't worry about it. I'll get it. Yeah, I got it all right. I stayed right there on that couch and went to sleep. Now I'm looking at the door like, hey, what's up with my door? Uh, duh, Danielle, you did not lock it. <laughs> all right, my peeps. I will holler at you guys later. God bless. Let me get ready.